Ladies and gentlemen, it is showtime. Please welcome the team of the Fulhamish Podcast. It's Fulhamish Extra, your extra dose of Fulham content. And in this world, which remains black and white, this is the Fulhamish Podcast. My name is Jack Collins and I'll be your host today as we work through what might be a little bit of a bitty episode. A lot of our content today is going to come from our Love Sport radio show which goes out every Wednesday from 9 to 10pm on Love Sport Radio. And on a week where our Carabao Cup adventure ended before it really began with a loss to Southampton, the boys are going to take a little bit of a look at what happened on Tuesday night and also look forward to the game against Cardiff on Friday. So, Charlie Hawkins was joined by three of our very own, Don Betts, Dara Curran and George Cooper, to talk about our loss to Southampton in the Carabao Cup. He started off by asking, was it a game that Fulham really wanted to lose in terms of would it be beneficial to our league campaign to get knocked out of the Cups early? And what the boys thought of the overall performance? I think you've... I think you got to want to win every game, but to uh, to nick that three word review, couldn't care less. Like genuinely, not fast. I'm I really th- glad I asked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that um, I think that cup runs, generally speaking, are. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to, as you said, give the cup any sort of. You dis- say they're disservice. a hindrance. No, not a hindrance. I think if you ha- if you've got bigger if you've got bigger intentions that season, then they're gonna come second fiddle. Like if you're if you're a mid table team, you're not really. You know, you might be in with a shout of. You know, if you're if you're almost certain to come mid table, then yeah, go for it. Throw everything out. It's gonna if it's gonna be the highlight of your season, then of course you know chuck everything at it. But for for me, I really wasn't bothered. I'm I'm not. I wouldn't say go as far as say that I'm relieved that we didn't go through. But at the same time, I'm certainly not fussed. I must be fair to you, boys, because this is an opinion that you have said before the game, rather than just being bitter after losing last night. Dom did just say this, you know, obviously spoke to Dom before the game and he said, not in a in a bad way, but, you know, I'd prefer us not to win tonight. I want to play well. I mean, if we win, it's a bonus, but we are concentrating on the championship and that's only fair, isn't it? Yeah, well, there's a big game at the weekend against Cardiff, so that was obviously the priority. I was interested to see some of the players that started... Um, but when I saw the Southampton lineup, it was pretty decent squad. Very strong, so yeah, I, strong. I wasn't. I didn't have any expectation really. Um, there's a few interesting points from the night. Rodak played pretty well. Made some great saves in the second half, particularly to keep it at one 0 I don't know how we didn't mm. <laughs> lose more. Um, McDonald played centre back, which was interesting. He was barking orders out all night. Pretty assured. Um, on and him up late, were you pleased to I th- see I thought, him? I thought O'Reilly did all right. He didn't give the ball away too much. But there wasn't much else. The, the, we just didn't really have anything going forward. It was kind of like balls yeah. up the wing to Kamara and try to get him behind. Him. Yeah, we were obviously definitely a lot better in the first half, I thought. You know, we, we, uh, there were sort of two main chances. Is that because you was only at the first half, Dom? No, and you I went d- to d- the pub? No, I did, I, did go back, I did go back to the second half. I mean, I was questioning, like, why am I here for like, the entire 90 minutes? But I think that... In the first half, obviously, there was the Bobby Reid free kick and then the Sarge Christie header resulting from the save, which obviously the goalkeeper tipped over the bar. And then obviously there was the Luca Della Torre who did very well to get get him in Joel and then he obviously just hit the ball wide. But yeah, like I'm not I'm not that bothered. I mean, I'm not, I don't really care that we got knocked out because, you know, let's say you enter the first round of Carabao Cup and then you win, you play the second round game. 
that including the league games in August, thankfully we entered in this round, but that's seven games in one month, which is just ludicrous. Mm. I know this because the season started on the 3rd of August, but it just adds games into our calendar we don't need. Yeah. I, I said it multiple times, I think I said it on the podcast on Monday, that for me, the Carabao Cup, I couldn't care less this season unless we reach the final or get a two-legged semi-final against Chelsea. Like, apart from that, I'm not bothered by it because then it's just a distraction. You saw that with Bristol City when they ended up you know, playing you know, Man United, Man City, that you know, it, it derailed their promotion campaign. Well, look at Watford. Their hangover is still continuing in the Premier League and they had that cut run to the FA Cup final, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, but, but it was nice to see, and it's seen tonight as well, with Newcastle, Leicester and Southampton, teams who I probably think will stay up that they're playing their first first team. But, you know, I don't know how they didn't score more. You know, there were so many chances in that second half and the amount of times that, well, we, Marshall was basically just assisting all their chances by just giving the ball to them. Like, there was there was, there was one which I think they, which Rodak saved, where I think my Marshall's got the ball and it's on the edge of our box and he just pings it across our own box, sort of diagonally across. And I was like, just get the ball out. And, yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at players who impressed last night, obviously, that's a question we've asked on Instagram tonight and obviously we'll get to the answers later. But, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I thought Matt Riley, as you said, you know, he wasn't giving the ball away, but I don't think he was doing anything. He sprayed a lovely ball out in the first half towards Kamara, who just couldn't quite get on the end of it. Well, how many times have we said that about but he, any he, ball into Kamara? His past success rate was ninety-two percent, so that was the best of that's any fallen player. I love that's yeah. research. And then if you look, Bobby Reid obviously came in, played up front on his own. I don't think that's his position for us. No, I think yeah. if he's going to play, it's going to have to be in behind Mitrovic because he was very, very isolated, probably due to have Kamara on one side of him. But you know, De La Torre. I just don't think it's going to happen for him. He's been in and out, in and out of cup games for a few years now, and he's getting to the age where he needs to be playing first team football week in, week out. You look at Josh Onoma. I thought he was okay. I didn't. Were you I pleased didn't, to see him start? I wanted to see. I wanted, I wanted to see him start. I wanted to see Reece start to see what they offer, but because they're players, you see me more first team options. But I didn't really see anything that impressed me too badly. Christie again. Uh, with Steven Session on taking his place, he thought he might want to prove something. I didn't think he was that good either. I think the only player who sort of came in and was like, oh, he, he changed it or he looked good was, Mark, was obviously Marek Rodak, uh, who's been, you know, people have been calling for Bettinelli to be dropped because I think well, he's, he's letting half the shots been put against him, but we, we hardly concede any shots. So that's something you've got to take into account. But I do think he could have done better, let's say, at the goal, uh, I think grabbing second on Forest, where he's in the middle of the goal and Gravener smashes it in the near post. So, yeah, I. I'm not that bothered by it. Again, it is, as I said, it's just an unneeded distraction. And, you know, it, it, it we're lucky it was only 1-0 because it could have easily been 3 or 4-0 last night. But I think one point we need to note is the, we saw the most Stephanie Johansson challenge I think we've ever seen at the beginning of that second <laughs> half where he just absolutely clatters. I can't remember who it was, but for no reason whatsoever. I'm like, it's a cup game. Like, there's no need to do that. But yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm not bothered by it because I mean, it just adds unnecessary fixtures into the schedule and it means, because I'm on the cup scheme, it's, it auto buys me my ticket so that was, I don't need to waste another 15 quid if we get another drab home game. So yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, you know, we can just focus on the league. Focus on the league. Well, you mentioned there that youngsters did get a chance and that was maybe what the, the night was about. That was the huge positive. Scott Parker did say he was pleased to get those players involved, give them some game time. And, you know, the team was much changed. So we know the championship is the focus. But, George, were you pleased to see the youngsters getting a chance? And from those youngsters, could any of them step into what is Fulham's first eleven? Yeah, no, of course. It's always fantastic to see um, the young, young players get a shout. And I think that's one of... If you want to take any negatives from getting knocked out of the cup, that is one of them because it means that there's going to potentially be less opportunity for them to get involved. Um, I thought, from what I saw, I thought Delatore looked he looked lively. I mean, I wasn't actually game, at the game, I must concede, but he had a very, very good chance where he sort of uh, threw off about three Southampton defenders and then managed to get a shot off. I thought he looked good and Onomai seemed like he had a solid performance. Uh, Matt O'Reilly as well, who's, um, I, I think... 
we're going to see more and more of him as the season goes on. He got he got the uh, the Fulhamish man of the match, didn't he? I think seven seven points. Yeah, it was between him and Marek Rodak probably. Uh, but yeah, now O'Reilly. So he's been. He's. I think he's on the last. Was it three preseason tours with the club? Mm. And you know he's been touted to be good for so long now. You know he's been like he's been touted by Dortmund, United, PSG, City. All these players have been. All these clubs have been linked with him. So there's definitely talent with him. And I think unlike some of the other youngsters, he's actually got the physicality about him. Like, yeah. He is like six foot two. He isn't like the small, weak player in the centre midfield. I think he could hold his own in the Premier League. And I would like to see him. I've, I've said it over the last year or two. I'd like to see him get his chance. Well, just get get more minutes in the cent- in the centre of the park. Because I think you know. If we want to bring on an, another midfielder who maybe not Johansson or Onam is going to go box to box and run around everywhere, but can actually spray the ball around and try and unlock, yeah, like try try and lock, try and lock the defence, then he could it could be their option. If you know if Kearney's you know not fit enough and we need to play maybe they sit more deep in that midfield as opposed to right behind Mitrovic as opposed to some more of a four three three than a four four one one then. Yeah, I, I don't see. I don't see why not. And yeah, so, so for me, you know, it was also good to see Ben Davis and Tyrese Francois come off the bench. And you know, can't talk about the game without the uh, was it what is, what the was it Junior the flag waver yeah. uh, over in the over in the Riverside stand because that was the only thing that was keeping the game remotely interesting. We we want to get him on. If anyone any listeners know the guy's name, knows any of his details, get in touch with us because we um, please have, call, <laughs> tweet, tweet us. You can call us at Love Sport. Uh, call, tweet us at Love Sport Radio. Call us on 0208702558. We need to get him on beans 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 there's no flag waver quite like him but let's quickly there talk we go. now i mean if that is if, i mean this we've, we've got a call uh, quite scarily i didn't realize we 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 were that powerful but we are here at the fulhamish podcast on love sport radio and this is the power to the people i mean i almost want to carry on talking because the adrenaline that's running right through me right now is quite scary because i don't know who is on the line i'm waiting for my producer to tell me in my ear but just quickly Don, we know your thoughts on League Cup progression and it comes at a really tricky time because it comes in August when you have played six championship games. It'll be the seventh game in that month. It's in a midweek. You're focused already on the weekend. This time you're playing on a Friday, so that's not ideal. So we know your thoughts on that cup. It's quite a way off. But when it comes to the FA Cup, are you taking the same view? Once again, let's focus on the league. The championship's the priority or is the FA Cup, is that totally a different kettle of fish? I, I, I think it's different because it's on a Saturday. It's, a, it's you know the league cups on a tuesday it's it's in between two games whereas the, the FA cup isn't between two games if that makes sense it's just another saturday so mm. you're not getting any less rest than you was as opposed to a different game so for me FA cup I'm I'm totally fine for us to progress through I don't because you know it's just going to be playing on a saturday yes when you get to the later rounds it means your league games will be rescheduled but yeah league cup I think it should the teams who shake this seriously is basically any team in the premier league I don't understand why they don't take this seriously. You know, we're seeing on our screens now Newcastle versus Leicester. Two teams for me. I don't. Who, okay, Newcastle could go down, but Leicester. I understand they're trying to challenge for the top six, but you know, are you going to if you if they don't they finish eighth? You're going to regret, you know, not going in the cup. I think they regretted last season when they played their reserves against Man City and nearly won the game. So if they played the first team again. The they probably could have done that. So yeah, I don't understand why more teams don't take it seriously. You know, I don't know what, when Fulham was stable in the Premier League, why we didn't. You know, we obviously with the semi final against Chelsea, but. I mean, yeah, for me, it's it's time, f- it's, I j- it's, yeah, we had folks on the league, because, you know, if we don't get promoted this season, we've got a lot of players who are on new contracts, like Mitrovic and Kearney, who we, we just simply need to get promoted this season, and I think, as much as every Fulham fan would love a cup run, I think the league just has to be about the priority this year. 
Welcome back to the Fulhamish podcast where we are now looking forward to the Cardiff game ahead of us on Friday night and to do so we asked Scott Salter from the View from the Ninian podcast what he thought about the game to come and we started by asking him what from Fulham expect from the Bluebirds on Friday night. I think it's going to be it's going to be a fiery game. I think lately in the last couple of seasons the games between Cardiff and Fulham have been anyway there's a bit of a kind of modern rivalry as developed at least for Cardiff fans anyway you know in the championship season the complete compo- uh, opposing styles of Ivanovic and, and Warnock and then obviously now the, the kind of Bobby Reed transfer as well so there's always going to be that bit of spice but Cardiff have been really really bad form at the start of the season so they'll be desperate to put it right so hopefully they'll come out organs blazing against Fulham on Friday. Obviously I wouldn't say it's gone particularly wrong but what do you think has been down to your, the slow start to the season so far? It's hard to say, really. We, we didn't have the best transfer window. It wasn't awful. Um, it didn't end as we wanted, obviously, with, with Bobby going to Fulham, kind of a last-minute decision from him, uh, so it seemed. But So the transfer is kind of unsettled, but it's just not seemed like a Neil Warnock side. You know, we're never going to dominate possession. We're never going to be on the front foot all the time. But what, what you expect from a Neil Warnock side and what Cardiff fans have come to expect from from him as manager is a team that gives its all that's fighting till the death and is you know really in the opposition face as much as possible we've just not seen that it's been a bit placid at times the quality's not been there and it's been you know a disappointing start we've just not managed to to, to threaten enough or keep the goals out obviously you spoke about the rivalry previously um that sort of that sort of occurred in the promotion season for both of us what do you think really the rivalry's down to is it just a different styles of play or was it was there something else sort of that Cardiff fans found annoying about Fulham in general <laughs> well I, I don't know how it's perceived in kind of the Fulham end I think a few Cardiff fans felt that some Fulham fans felt a bit entitled that they deserve to go up um before us ahead of us sorry you know playing better football so I think that kind of that kind of fueled it a bit um you know obviously we we, we did finish second and you know, I don't think anyone could, could lie that we didn't deserve it. Um, but opposing styles, you know, Warnock rubs sides up the wrong way anyway. People don't like Warnock. So, yeah, I think that. And then obviously the, going into the Premier League, the complete kind of composing strategies going into the season of Fulham spending big kind of big-name players. Cardiff were a lot more conservative. Tried to spend it in my means. And obviously it didn't go well for either side as we're both back in the championship now. But it's going to see if that rivalry is still there this year. Obviously, we looked at we looked at the game last season. It's when you absolutely tore us apart. Was it four two? I think we I think we scored with an Andre Scherler screamer, and obviously Ryan Sessegnon scored. So what yeah. so what are you expecting from Fulham or going into the game? You expecting because obviously we have spoke before on the show about we think we might actually do better away from home because you know teams will come on to us. Do you think Cardiff will let Fulham have the ball? Do you think they will be going trying out and trying to have the ball as much as they can and trying to attack us? Oh no, we'll let we'll let Fulham have the ball one hundred percent. I mean, it's Neil Warlock style anyway. Um, it seems to have seen even even more this season that teams are, are dominating possession. I mean, we we played Luton in the cup in midweek and lost three 0 and Luton fans were laying their passes by you know the 70th 80th minute and you know a ridiculous amount of possession. I think the nature of both sides is that Fulham will dominate the play. Um, Cardiff will look to hit them on the counter and, and try and grab some goals. We've got a bit of pace in in attack. Obviously, Josh Murphy can be dangerous. Uh, new striker Robert Glatzel still yet to to get a goal, but He's a big man, but he's got a little bit about him. Um, so I think that's how we'll we'll try and you know get at Fulham. But no, I, I definitely expect you guys to to dominate possession and you know really will camp in our own half, looking to break out. 
Scott, you mentioned the cup game last night. You did lose 3 0 to Luton. We spoke earlier on this show at Fulham. They also lost to Southampton, but they weren't really bothered about the result because they are concentrating on the championship. They're trying to get back to the Premier League. Was that the same for Cardiff? What t- uh, type of team did you field? Were you trying to win that game and progress in the cup, or is it strictly all eyes on the championship? And there's been quite a bit of debate, Cardiff fans, uh, today and obviously after the game last night. In the last few years, as we, we've not put out good in cups. It's not like it's been a priority. Like it was a, a second string side, but it would have been, you know, side and but did enough to to beat Luton. Um, the Cardiff kind of official uh, social media account angered a couple of fans when they put out a, an Instagram story that said a youthful Bluebird side went out to Luton when in reality there's only two young players in there. You know, we had the likes of Aidan Flint in there, Omar Bogle, Karen Patterson, Will Vokes. You know, these are players that should be beating, no disrespect to Luton, but, you know, even their second string aside too. It wasn't it wasn't a priority, but because of how bad we started the season, I think it was a chance to, you know, get some goals, get a bit of confidence going into obviously Friday's game. But Warnock's already kind of written it off and said that the focus is on is on Friday. So that, that disappointed a few fans. Like I said, it was a chance to build some confidence after a bad start to the season. Scott, we know that uh, in Fulham's eyes, they have to bounce back. They've spent the money. They want to get back to the Premier League. Obviously, Cardiff do. But is that the expectation or would they settle maybe for just playoffs? They just want to find their feet again after coming down or do they see themselves that they have to bounce back straight away as well? I think there's less of a, a need compared to Fulham. Um, obviously, Fulham's nature, but the big spending last summer is kind of a need financially, I, I guess, to, to go back more than us. Um, the squad, the quality in the squad that we had means that I think we should be challenged to go back up, and that definitely is the expectation amongst the fans and the you know the players have, have spoken about the, the desire to get back up there. Um, obviously, that that changed slightly, I think, with the start of the season that we've had, but I think that's still the goal. I mean. You know, there was a lot of talk of whether Warnock should stay or not, but the reason for for keeping him largely was there's no one better in in many fans' opinions to get us back into the Premier League. So that's got to be the game this season. Well, bearing in mind that you are on the Fulham fan uh, show, Scott, <laughs> it is now time for your score prediction. What are you predicting for this Friday night? I'm usually quite an optimistic person, but we've had a really bad run, and I think that Fulham have got quite a lot of uh, quite a lot of quality so I'm not feeling too good about this one I'm going to go very pessimistic and go for a 1-1 draw 1-1 draw Scott we really appreciate you coming on and giving us some of your time Scott Salter there to give us the Cardiff opposition view ahead of Friday night's game I now have to turn my attention to the Fulhamish boys in the studio Dom I will start with you what is your prediction for the Friday night game as I know you're going as well yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one because we don't have the greatest record going away to Cardiff. I think, obviously, we won there in the season. We went up 3-1, I think it may be, or 4-2. I can't quite remember. I remember we getting quite a, like, quite a late goal from Johansson to secure the victory, so I think it might have been 4-2. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for me, I'm going to say 2-1 Fulham, but that's just me being optimistic for once. <laughs> okay. Dara? Yeah, I'll go with 2-1 as well, and I'll go a little bit further and use some Mystic Megs and say that. Cardiff will concede a penalty. I've already conceded two. I like it. I like it. I do like it a little bit further. George, can you go even further? What is your uh, score prediction? I'm going to say 3 0 to Fulham. 3 0 to yeah, Fulham. Clean think, sheet as well. I do, yeah. I think that um, 
I think Cardiff looked pretty toothless this year, so that's what I'm going for. Well, let's hope the boys are right with those three predictions. I'd take George's one, I think, if we were going to have to push. But I did like Dara's shout of a penalty there. So, fingers crossed, Cardiff already conceded two penalties. We'll get a couple more and hopefully Mitrovic can stick another one away. This has been Fulhamish Extra. I've been Jack Collins and although I haven't done much, I have got to thank Dara Curran. Don Betts and George Cooper and Charlie Hawkins. Remember, you can always listen to the Fulhamish Love Sport Show 9 to 10 p.m. every Wednesday night on Love Sport Radio. Make sure you tune in for all the best guest interviews and the only Fulham show, exclusively Fulham show, on your airwaves. Before we go, got to give one big shout out to Archie Baker, who's going to be the mascot on Friday night. I know that him and his dad, Danny, are listening to this podcast on the way up to Cardiff. A nice long drive, but good luck, Archie. No, you'll smash it as the mascot tonight. This has been Fulhamish. Thanks for listening as ever. Take care, you whites.